Good afternoon, and this is Sean, your host, and we are in the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Facebook group. I'm doing an audio just simply because <laughs> the internet connection is not so great here today, but I wanted to really talk about the power of relationship because this is something that I, over the years, I've experienced and and seen and uh, observed and experienced the power of the relationship within the context of the body of Christ, within the context of church and within the context of, of uh, where we are as, as sons and daughters of the kingdom of God, as members of his body. And what, what does that actually mean? And, but also the power of not understanding relationship. You know, I, I, I posted in uh, the Kingdom Leadership Equipping um, blog on, on at .com, on the blog, on the website. And I, I posted an image that, that Stephen Covey, of, of Stephen Covey's um, quotation, and he said, in relationships, the little things are the big things. In relationships... The little things are the big things. And I started the, the, the uh, blog post with when God sent Jesus to the earth to redeem mankind. He didn't send Jesus to establish a religion or an organization or an institution. God sent his son to establish relationship, father and his family. We've been given the right to become the sons of God. And so not only is it, is it our relationship with the Father that has been established, but also our relationship with one another. And, you know, I've noticed how flimsy or how superficial that relationship is over the years. How we try and fit people into our world that we like or that can do something for us. But outside of that, we we are conditional. We... Uh, reject we confine we we don't you know we we don't ex we don't accept people for who they are and this is one of the reasons you know the thing about it is if we go back to the source of things if we go back to our father father means the source if we go back to our father and we see how our father actually our heavenly father i'm talking about how god our father is towards us he says if you being earthly or you being worldly, or the word is evil there, but it actually means earthly. If you being earthly fathers know how to give good things to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give good things to those, to you? And, and so, we, you know, he, he's unconditional in his love. He sent Jesus when we didn't deserve it. He sent Jesus when we when we thought we we were while well, we were enemies against him we thought we didn't need it we were rebelling against him we were removed from his covenant we were way outside of where he was and and yet we we um loved him anyway and we i mean he loved us anyway received us anyway he had no conditions he had he had no um uh he had no obligations on us before he loved us. 
Isn't that amazing? He, he, he developed a relationship with us before we were acceptable. And, and I feel like within the context of the church, too often we, we've got super, such a superficiality in our relationship that we're prepared to punish people. We hold implicit expectations. Implicit means internal expect, um, uh, expectations that we're not sharing with them that we, um, you know, that, that we just hold them to these obligations and conditions without explaining what they are. And when they don't meet them, what we do is we actually reject them. And, and you know, I've worked with leaders, I've worked with people like that over the years, in the body of Christ, in ministry. And I'm going, this is so not the representation of our Father's heart. And I'm not saying that it's a free-for-all. I'm not saying that you, we have to be, you know, the, the, the local drag mat. I'm not talking about that. I mean, we have our own self-respect, self-esteem, and, you know, within the context of, of who we are as sons of God. However, I still think is that we've got to learn to journey with people. You know, John the Baptist said, if they take, and, and Jesus said, if they take from you one thing, give them both. If they take from you your cloak, give them your coat also. If they, and the, the, uh, the soldiers, the Roman soldiers at that point in time would, would demand people, would demand people to carry their pack, their, their uh, um, military pack on their back, um, would carry a mile, you know, would carry it for a distance. And Jesus said, if they, obligate you to carry it a mile, carry it two. And, and we, <laughs> that was the, what Jesus brought in as a principle. Is just, oh, how much are we willing to carry people's burdens for them? How much are we prepared to carry where they are hurting, disappointed? How, how much are we prepared to give to the relationship? Are we prepared to show the world what relationship is really about in the church, in the ministry, in the kingdom of God? Because that's what it's about. He didn't come and, and show a, a, uh, a religion, an organization. He didn't come and show a ministry even. Jesus didn't come as a, as a, uh, as a priest or, or a prophet or even as a pastor. He came as a son and he was showing what relationship is really about. And so we need, to, we need to begin to understand is that the basic foundation of, of the kingdom of God is in fact relationship, is that we've got to build on relationship, build with relationship, build through relationship, journey in relationship. And that's why my emphasis is always build a team, build family. You know, we cannot, we cannot build a ministry without a team and without family, without relationships. And we're not talking about this religious approach where we're constantly preaching at people, you know, constantly teaching people, constantly instructing people, but sometimes just to be with each other, just to be friends, just to be, uh, to, you know, and the Bible talks about having meals together. Where, where in, 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 in Acts chapter 2, it says, And they all 
had meals together in private homes, and people loved what they saw, and the church kept growing. I think there's, there's this element within the context of church that we're missing, where the power of relationship is missing. You know, I look at, I look at the Word of God, and I, I look at um, Romans chapter 15, and, and Paul says, Personally, I'm convinced about you, my brothers, in verse 14, and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness, amply full with all spiritual knowledge, and competent and and competent to admonish and counsel and instruct one another. Of course, we read admonish, counsel, and instruct as a religious thing, that we've got to be in each other's faces and preaching and, and teaching one another. I love what Stephen Covey said in, in, in uh, one of his books. He said, you, cannot, you, you don't teach a drowning person how to swim. You know, you throw them a lifeline. That lifeline is relationship. You know, I think about my worst time. We went through a time when we were really hurting, really disappointed. I was so depressed. I, you know, everything around me, my whole world came crashing around me, and I, uh, I didn't know what to do. And, and people were still sitting, coming and sitting and telling me what I was doing wrong. And nobody came and sat in my kitchen. Nobody came and sat in my lounge. And just put up their feet and said, hey, how are you? Let's pray for you. Let's just, you know, I, maybe I didn't even want that. Maybe I just wanted somebody to be around, to be a friend, to say, it, it, it's going to be okay, you know. It, it's going to be okay. I'm here. And fortunately, there were those people. There were those people that became friends for me at, at difficult times. They, they stepped into my life when I needed somebody. That actually respected me for who I was when I was nobody. Respected me for my experience and my journey, uh, you know, regardless of, of what my position was at that point in time. I, I remember one leader took me out to lunch and he said, tell me a story. I said, man, it's a long story. He said, take as long as you want. And I spent two and a half hours just sharing my heart and my story with him. And, and he just sat and listened and, and said, wow, you know what? That is a story, man. He said, I don't even know if I'd be a Christian if, if, if I had a story like that. And, you know, it affirmed me just in that relationship. Um, the people that have said to me, just come around and watch uh, football or soccer, you know, rugby, um, or, or come around and watch a movie. Let's have some popcorn without being religious about it, without having this, you know, this austere kind of, you've got to be spiritual. You've got, you've got to have a show. And I'll go, this is not authentic. Just be you. Who are you? Who are you really? You know, is that we've got to be able to, to be competent and, and full enough and have enough confidence within ourselves that we can just be, be with people. But we've always got to put on this religious thing, you know, I don't know. I just, it really just amazes me. Romans chapter 16, verse 2, Paul says this, and I'm reading from the Amplified. He says, that you may receive her in the Lord with love and hospitality as God's people ought to receive one another. You ought to receive one another. Um, you know, we, we've, we, we have got all these expectations on, on each, on, our, on, um, on ourselves and, uh, that, that hold us to, to these conditions that are so hard to meet. And you, and you don't know if you're meeting them, we're always dancing, we're always trying to please people. And, I, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm sick of trying to please people. I'm sick of trying to, to uh, fit in. You know, 
I don't fit in. I don't care if I don't fit in. Square peg, round hole, don't care, you know, is that you love me for who I am or otherwise leave. But somebody does. Somebody's going to love me for who I am. In Romans chapter 14, verse 9, he says, So then let us pursue with enthusiasm the things which make for peace and the building up of one another, things which lead to spiritual growth. Sometimes it's just the little things. Sometimes the basic things. Sometimes it's not... It's not the great things. It's not how great a teacher we are or, or you know, how spiritual we are. You know, one day um, uh, a young pastor, not so young, but a younger pastor than me, you know, contacted me, him and his wife. They, he, was, he was struggling. He was in a crisis. And you know what I said? I, 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 gave, I took leave for a week and I said, come and visit me. And, and we spent days just walking and talking eating, sharing, and just building building up, listening, just listening, understanding, feeling with. I can tell you now is others would have rejected him. Others would have condemned him. Others would have judged him. And I'm not saying this because I'm so super spiritual. I'm just saying this because I value relationship, just because I value how important it is for us to, to have a heart for people. A scripture that really, really just affected me was Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. And it's become a principle of my leadership. It says, brothers, if anyone is caught in any sin, you who are spiritual, that is, you who are responsive to the guidance of the Spirit, are to restore such a person in a spirit of gentleness, not with a sense of superiority or self-righteousness, keeping a watchful eye on yourself so that you are not tempted as well. Verse 2 says, carry one another's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the requirements of the law of Christ. That is the law of Christian love. You know, we, we need to have that heart. If you're spiritual, spiritually mature, if you're guided by the Spirit of God, you know what? It doesn't matter what that person is struggling with. You know, it doesn't matter what they're going through. It doesn't matter where they've sinned, where they've made a mistake, where they're missing the mark, voluntarily or involuntarily. They've fallen off. They, they're not sounding like you. Not sounding like you. They're not... They're not doing what you think they should be doing. They're not fitting your little, your little profile, your little religious picture. It says if you mature, you will restore such a person in a spiritual spirit of gentleness, not with a sense of superiority or self-righteousness. The one thing that religion produces is self-righteousness and superiority. It feels it's super over you, you know. It always looks down on you. It can be a mess, but they will look down on you. You are weaker, you are smaller, you are inferior. And these are, you know, this is just wrong. I remember one day I approached a, a man, a, a pastor, a leader that I highly respected. And, and, and he asked me, he said, how are you? And I said to him, we're going back a number of years ago. And I said to him, I said, um, I'm fine, you know. It was I wasn't, but I was saying I'm fine. I actually took the last money I had and went to a conference just because I needed. I was in Michelle and I planted a church. We were struggling. We were yeah out of time. I, I think um, things was happening, but we weren't growing. We were struggling. You know, we weren't being encouraged. 
this specific man had actually said he's going to support us, didn't support us. And so I've, I went to this conference where he was at and he was a speaker there. And, and he, now I bump into him afterwards and, and I said, hi, I loved him. I respected him highly. And he goes, how are you? I said, I'm fine. I wasn't fine. And then I said, you know what? Actually, I'm not fine. Can I share with you what I'm going through? You know what? He Right there in front of me, he looked at his watch and he said, I've got a busy schedule right now. Sorry, I can't talk to you. N nothing else. That was it. He didn't want to hear. He didn't want to listen. He didn't want to, You know what? He walked away because his agenda was more important than what was going on in my life at that point in time. And, you know, I walked away. I was devastated. I was disappointed. I, um, I, I was hurt. I, I just thought, you know, I'll never share anything with this man ever again. I'll, I'll never open myself up to him Again, simply because what is he going to what is he going to do with that? He's not going to do anything with it, and I'm never, never going to do it again. You know, and and so what we do is people are building up these defense walls. They're building up these these walls of of out of the insecurities, out of the hurt, out of the disappointment, out of the frustration, out of the anger. They're building up walls, and then we wonder why people don't want to be authentic, why they don't want to be honest, why they get into trouble. And go, they shouldn't be doing this, and now we make it worse. We gossip about them in, in the name of prayer and in the name of counseling and in the name of sharing. We say, you know, they shouldn't be doing this. What's the matter with them? You know, I've met leaders, all they do is talk bad about everybody around them. They talk bad about everybody. But when they're with them, oh, it's so wonderful. And, you know, they, they the, the wonderful, <laughs> it's just, it's so false. It's so hypocritical. I'm going, be real, please, just be real. Just be real, you know. Let's get down to building great relationships. Let's, there's power in that. There's power because we reflect, we show the heart of the Father in our relationships, the heart of Jesus, the heart of the Spirit. We we out we 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 objective to restore people in a spirit of gentleness, keeping a watchful eye on ourselves because we may be tempted, carrying one another's burdens. You know, in this way, we fulfill the requirements of the laws of Christ. That is the law of love. That's what we should be doing. We should be walking in these things, not elevating ourselves. And, and you know, I know um, so many people have been through difficult times. So many people have been through. And, you know, people leave churches not because or organizations or businesses. They, they don't leave because of the organization, the business, or, or, or anything. They leave because of relationships. They leave people. People leave people. That's what happens. You know, people leave people. They leave because the relationship is not working. I'll tell you another one. I, I met a man, uh, not a man, I, I, I was journeying with, with a group of people, uh, spending time with them, etc. And there was one particular man also respected and went to the conference and, and you know, and, and over a period of time. And, and I just noticed there was a drawing away, a drawing away, a, you know, there was a distance. And I, for me, it's like, you know, this, those things I pick up very quickly. I, I just discern this like distance very quickly, coldness, 
uh, lack of commitment to relationship. And, and so I, I sat down with him at a, at a conference and I said to him, where are you and I going? You know, I, I love you, I respect you, and I really want to walk relationship with you. And he said, if you cannot relate to my organization, you cannot relate to me. Condition, obligation, <laughs> you know, and uh, rules, laws. Here we go again. Another religious, you know, set of requirements. And I, and I said to him, I said, you know what? If, if I cannot have a relationship with you, the person, I will never be able to relate to your organization. Goodbye. And, and you know, and that was sad. That was sad because I really, I really wanted to receive. I really wanted to walk with. I really wanted to um, enjoy fellowship with them. And that's what we've got to understand because mentoring, discipleship, that whole approach is ministry. Ministry is relationship. It's not getting up because you've got some profound message that you want to beat everybody else up with. It's not because you've got a message that because you're so superior to everybody else. It's because you have a relationship that you want to impart something to their lives, that, you know, and, and earn the right to share. Earn the right to minister into people's lives. Earn the right through relationship to speak into people's lives. You do not have the right just because you're a Christian or because you call yourself a prophet. You don't have the right just because you think you've got a gift and you now and you've got more knowledge than other people. Now. You know, you earn the right. You earn the right through relationship to speak with people, to journey with them, to to um, for them to take you into their confidence, for them, for you to be in a place to restore them because you've shown yourself to have a spirit of gentleness, not a sense of superiority or self-righteousness. And so, you know, we, we've got to be reminded of the power of, of relationship. Do yourself a favor. Go to your computer or your whatever, your tablet or your phone, whatever you're using, and type in on Bible Gateway. Just go to BibleGateway.com, type in at the top, one another, and go through all the one another's in the New Testament and see all the times that the Bible talks about, you know, connecting and loving one another and, and all the one another's, carrying one another's burdens and, and uh, don't compare yourself to another, you know, another. It's just like be loving towards one another. We, we've, got, we've got to get back to that, you know, is, is back to the one another's of the Bible, not religiously, but back to that power of the relationship, back to the relationship that the way God said it for us in Christ Jesus and showed us. We've kicked the conditions out the door, throw it out. People are going to be you know, they've got their hurts. They've got their journey. They've been through stuff. You know, is when somebody says, I want nothing more to do with church, nothing more to do with, with Jesus, don't reject them and say, oh, you know, see. When, you know, when somebody, when somebody says, um, you know, I don't want anything to do with church or Jesus, don't reject them. Stay with them. Stay with them. When they say things that you don't agree with, stay with them. Don't be superior. Don't feel inferior. Stay with them. Value them. Value their relationship. So what I said to, you know, is that, that um, you know, Jesus said the shepherd leaves all the 99 sheep for the one. So, 
you know, is like the one doesn't make sense to you until you are the one. You know, until you're the one that needs restoration. Until you're the one that needs relationship. But, you know, it's still we build up our religious walls saying, I don't need anybody. I don't, you know, I can do this on my own. And you, it's sad. You can't. We cannot do this thing on our own. We need each other. We need relationships. Oh, my word. We need relationships. We need family in the church. We need family. People want to belong to something that's important. They want to belong to something that's valuable. People don't even understand. We've got to show them, give them family. We've got to build these relationships and give them relationship. Show them what relationship is. We've got to take them back to the foundation. Not to our religious, our, our religion, our organization, our great ministry. People are more interested in their ministries than they are in their relationships. You know, when the 1,000 becomes more important than the one, when, when the 100 becomes more important than the one, something is wrong. Something is wrong. This morning we were sharing on, on, the, uh, uh, on the podcast, Building His Church, Steve and I, and, uh, and I was saying just how Jesus went into the, the, the pool of Bethesda, could heal one and walk out. Disappear in the crowd. Not even, not even say, today, this is the glory of God. And we're going to have the presence here. Yeah. And the anointing is here. Everybody line up. <laughs> and we're going to pray for everybody for the sick. And they're all going to be healed. You know, he didn't do that. He just walked out because the one was important to him. The father sent him to, to touch one person's life. We've got to get off our little soapboxes and begin to build relationships. Thank you, everybody, for being with me. I pray today that, you know, you would be the catalyst for great relationships in the world that you find yourself in. Be the catalyst of relationship. <laughs> so I have people trying to sell me all the time, give me their vision, ask me to contribute, but they build no relationship. They, don't, they never ask you. Just, they never just share with you. Just be. They never be. Do you know, I, oh, anyway, let me not get on to that one. That's for another time. I appreciate you, love you. Thank you so much for all your comments and uh, being on and listening. And I appreciate you so much. And I pray that, you, you know, you'll be a real catalyst, that God will help you to, to begin to show people and build those relationships that become powerful, uh, valuable, that people feel valued for who they are, not for what they do, not for what they can give you, not for what they can contribute, not because they fit into a mold, but just because they are, just because they're people, just because God has brought them across your path, that you will show them value, that you will reflect the Father's heart to them. Thank you again. I appreciate you. Until next time, have a super, super blessed weekend in Jesus' name.